It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 495, and I'm Dr. Neil, your host of the show. Welcome back to another special Friday edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your questions. On the other days, I read health and fitness blogs to you like an audiobook. I love answering your questions every Friday. I love sharing this information with you. When I'm not here recording these shows, I spend a lot of my time as department chair and assistant professor at Bastyr University, California, where I teach master's level students nutrition and wellness. I'm also faculty at two other institutions, and I've done research and continue to do research on the effects of diet and lifestyle on body weight, blood lipids, and blood sugar levels. So again, if it's not clear, I'm super passionate about this stuff. Oh, and I'm also a registered dietitian nutritionist, certified health education specialist, and certified exercise physiologist, or personal trainer, same thing. Okay, phew, enough about me. Let's hear today's question and start optimizing your life. Hey, Dr. Neil, my name is Anne, and I want to know what supplements you recommend to take to optimize one's workout, especially for beginners who don't want to break the bank. I know about the benefits of whey and casein protein, but are there any other supplements that you think are worth trying out? Thanks in advance. Thank you for your question, Anne. I want to start by reminding you that I'm not sponsored by any human food or supplement manufacturer. My goal is always to tell you the truth to the best of my knowledge. More often than not, the information I share with you comes from published research studies. So by doing this, I'm hoping that what I report to you is minimally biased. This is because when we rely on other people's experiences with supplements or meal plans or workout routines, there's a really high probability that what they're doing may not work for you at all. This is why we need well-designed studies, so we can try and figure out if these supplements, for example, work for most people. Also, please know that each supplement manufacturer is different. So I'm going to talk about supplements, but I want you to keep this in mind. Some supplement manufacturers follow strict quality and purity standards, but others don't. So before you buy a supplement, it's best to research the manufacturer first, and I'll remind you about this towards the end. All right, now that that's out of the way, let's get to it. Two of the best things beginners can do before their workouts are one, drink one cup of black coffee or plain tea about an hour before, and two, hydrate. When it comes to pre-workout fueling, The American College of Sports Medicine recommends consuming mostly carbohydrate-rich foods. Now, avoid those carbs that are high in fat and high in fiber, because both fiber and fat will slow the digestion of these foods, which may affect your workout. After your workout, especially after strength training, 20 grams of leucine-rich protein is often recommended, with some carbohydrate. The carbohydrate will help the body better absorb the protein. Now, leucine-rich proteins are basically found in animal products. How much is 20 grams of protein? For example, three ounces of chicken would contain about 27 grams of protein. And three ounces isn't much. It's about the size of a deck of cards. But since you specifically asked about supplements, I'm gonna talk about some of them here. There are supplements that have been around longer than others. This usually means that there are more data to help determine whether these supplements are safe and effective. I won't be able to discuss every single one, but just the ones that are most popular. I'm going to start with creatine. Creatine, also known as creatine monohydrate, has been found to improve performance and muscle gains for most healthy adults, even beginners. Our bodies actually make creatine naturally, but researchers have found that in those that are active, especially those folks that lift weights, extra creatine may help. But as with anything, there are some side effects with its use. 
I don't usually recommend creatine to those with a history or family history of kidney disease. This is because it may lead to the body retaining more water and the kidneys are in charge of helping the body get rid of not only water, but any extra creatine. So if you do use it, you'll need to pay attention to the dosing indicated on the packaging. And yes, it is good to cycle on and off, but I can't provide specifics without knowing the dosages. Now, I know this sounds really good, but before you run out and buy creatine supplements, I must quote the International Society for Sports Nutrition here. Quote, the same result of improved performance can be achieved with the ingestion of sufficient carbohydrates and high biological value protein, end quote. So again, while creatine has been shown to be effective even for beginners, you may want to consider just following a balanced diet and save your money. Next, beta-alanine. Now, beta-alanine is also a protein, and one of its main functions in the body is to reduce lactic acid buildup. So when you do a long set with high repetitions, you probably feel your muscles start to burn. That's caused by lactic acid buildup. Now, our bodies produce lactic acid normally when we perform really any high-intensity movements. Most of us can't wait to stop and take a rest when we feel our muscles start to burn like that. So the thinking is, by supplementing with beta-alanine, you'll get less of this lactic acid buildup, meaning your muscles won't feel like they're on fire, which will allow you to work out at high intensities for longer. If you can do that, you'll have bigger muscles. Unfortunately, there's conflicting data on whether this actually happens. So at this time, there's simply not enough information to know whether we should be supplementing with beta-alanine at all, or whether it's safe and effective in the short or even in the long terms. So I would save your money on this one. Next is glutamine. Glutamine is also a protein. Our bodies can actually make glutamine on their own. So we don't actually need to get glutamine from our diets. So why would anyone want to supplement with it? Well, glutamine is interesting because it becomes what we call conditionally essential. That means when the body's undergoing extreme stress or has gone through some trauma, we can't make enough of it to heal ourselves. So under those specific conditions, we actually need more glutamine. So it becomes, again, essential for us to consume under certain conditions, hence conditionally essential. Now, some have argued well, okay, I trained so hard and I'm so sore afterwards, doesn't that count as extreme stress for the body? And what about the idea of muscle breakdown? Doesn't that count as trauma? So yes, that would count. But what we're finding from research study is that while it's safe to take glutamine as a supplement, extra glutamine doesn't help improve performance or improve immune functioning or help the body heal any faster. So this is an example of really great idea in theory, but doesn't actually happen in reality. And lastly, whey protein. I know you mentioned you're familiar with the benefits of whey protein and you mentioned casein, so I'll be brief here. So whey is one of the proteins found in milk. The other one is casein. So yes, if you drink milk or consume any products made from milk, you are consuming whey protein. What's frustrating about it is that we simply don't know whether whey is actually helpful. From what I've seen, whey protein may not be super helpful for beginners, but really those that are of older age, like those beyond the age of 60 that participate in strength training programs. And that may just be because when we're older, we tend not to digest protein as well, and we tend not to get as much of it in our diets. And when we think about whey protein and where it comes from, it comes from milk products. But as we get older, we're more likely to be lactose intolerant. So we can't consume milk products without having gas, bloating, diarrhea. So it kind of makes sense that maybe whey protein will help those that are older that can't digest milk normally and therefore they need this extra supplement. So here's my take on supplements for beginners. 
most supplements don't appear to help in reality. The quality of supplements is actually very, very important. So do your research before buying. I recommend the website consumerlab.com. They're an independent organization that tests for the quality and purity of many of the popular supplements on the market. So what I mean by independent third party is they're not paid by the supplement manufacturers, which is a good thing because that would pose a conflict of interest. We also need to keep in mind that many of the studies that have been performed focus on comparing protein supplements against other protein supplements. So we really need more research comparing protein supplements with real food to see if eating more nutritious food would lead to the same or even better results. I'm gonna end with a quote from a research article written by experts in the field of sports medicine. Quote, although most supplements may be considered as safe when taken in the recommended doses, athletes should be aware of the potential risks linked to the consumption of supplements. In addition to the risks linked to overdosage and cross effects when combining different supplements at the same time, inadvertent or deliberate contamination with stimulants, estrogenic compounds, diuretics, or anabolic agents may occur. End quote. So basically, they're saying, when you take multiple supplements, be careful because you don't know how the body's gonna respond. The other thing is, we don't know the quality of many of these supplements. It's so sad to hear, but yes, there are supplement manufacturers that deliberately put things like stimulants, estrogenic compounds, anabolic steroids in their products. Others just use filler, and you don't really know because right now, no one's monitoring the supplement industry. So my bottom line is, we simply can't guarantee the safety or effectiveness of many of these supplements. So what I would suggest is, as a beginner, focus on eating a balanced diet and really post-workout, try and get a little bit of carbohydrate and at least 20 grams of leucine-rich protein. That'll help maximize gains. Thank you again for the question, Anne. You'll be entered into a very small raffle every month to win a book. And if you want to submit a question and have a chance to win books, it's really easy. You can call in your question. The number is 61 I Love OHD. Or you can submit your audio question at our site, oldpodcast.com slash ask. That'll let you record your question right from your computer, listen back to it, and then submit it to us. Again, you can find that at oldpodcast.com slash ask. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you for being a subscriber to the show. Thank you for checking out our new Instagram page. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll be back here on Monday where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift, as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us, and remember, your optimal life awaits.